0: Hey, what's going on? This is Troy, and this is the Planet Seventy Six Podcast, your source for Sixers News, highlights, hot takes, and more. Welcome to the show. Six. Michael, you know what uh, you know what day it is today? Uh
1: any idea? I'm putting you on the spot right off the job. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know, I was not expecting this. I don't know. I don't know. So other than September tenth, okay, uh, today,
0: and I don't know if I don't. You might care about this. You might not. Today is two K day because uh, NBA two K dropped. So I'm not buying. 2K are you a two K fan? I am. You're, are you a two K guy in the past? Why not this year? That kind of thing.
1: Let's hear it. Well, well, here it is. For me, I might get roasted for this. I still have PS four. I don't like. I haven't bought PS Five. I probably am. I'm probably not going to for a while. Also, I'm not right. buying the new 2K. I just. I don't even know if I'm gonna like, have the heavy urge to play it. Plus, I mean, let's be honest. The game hasn't been great for the past few years. It's been good, but I, I don't. From what I've seen, I'm like, eh. I don't really need 2K this year, so I'm probably not going to buy it. Unfortunately, yeah, no. <laughs> It's been
0: good. It's been good. Not Mm -hmm. great. You're right. Last few years. But uh, guess who got sucked into it again and uh, was on at midnight last night when the 2K servers were down and everybody was trying to get on? (laughs) That was me. I'm guessing it was you. (laughs) But the reason that was me, the reason I bring 2K up is because I played, I'm actually in quarantine right now. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons I probably got it. The second reason uh, that I wanted to bring it up is because... I was playing, like, my career. I got drafted by the Thunder because uh, they have 18,000 picks, so, of course, they picked me. Um, <laughs> and then, like, game three was against the Sixers, and I saw something. I line up on the Sixers team that I hope to never see oh, no. um, on the floor together at the same time, uh, two players in particular. Something that, like, like it will never happen. Um do you have any guesses as to who that could be? Two players that were on the floor at the same time together—they've uh, never been on the same f- floor together. They're both on the team right now.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I this this intro has been throwing me for a loop, so I'm not sure. But <laughs> I will if it's I'm gonna make an educated guess because if it has to do with players that we're gonna be talking about in this episode. Then I think I might be in the right direction.
0: Nope, not at all, actually. Okay, well,
1: then I have no idea. No idea.
0: (laughs) All right, so one. All right, so one's Joel Embiid, and the second person with him plays the same position.
1: Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Yes. It's Andre Drummond, isn't
0: it? Yes. Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid were on the floor together in 2K22. So let's just say I hope that never happens. I hope we never have to see that. Uh, but anyway, it's 2K Day, and uh, I've been playing 2K. You hear Michael's thoughts on it, too, but you know, we'll let that slide. Uh, this is Planet 76, your source for Sixers news, updates, hot takes, and a whole lot more. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Troy. You just heard Michael as well. Michael, what are we getting into for real today after that intro?
1: <laughs> after that intro, I don't know what's going to be able to top that, but... We're gonna be discussing some of the young guys on our squad, discussing um, how their careers could play out, maybe where we see them in terms of of uh, what am I trying to say? In terms of like how they'll pan out, in terms of what these guys will become, possibly maybe some ceilings for these for these guys, and it's gonna be a little bit harder to talk about that for some guys than others, but we're gonna do our best, and we're just gonna. We're just gonna have fun, mm-hmm. you know. We're just—we don't really have a lot of notes for this episode. We're just gonna kind of see where it goes. Sounds
0: good yep. to me. Where are we starting?
1: So I say we start with Tyrese Maxey. We could also start with Jaden Springer. We can go—we can go bottom to top or top to bottom. I'll let you decide, since you did make the uh thing.
0: Let's go. Let's go, Tyrese Maxey. We'll start top right. to bottom. All right. So. Our, my thoughts on Tyrese Maxey. Um, I think he is awesome. You know I'm a huge fan of Tyrese Maxey. 20 years old at Kentucky average, what, eight, nine points a game last year. Gave us a spark several times when needed. Um, how I see his career playing out, that's a tough one. One player that came to mind in comparison. So I, I kind of tried to write down a comparison for each. Uh, a couple of my stuff here. This one I did not. This one was Lou Williams. Um, okay. Just in their build, uh, just in their ability to go get a bucket. Obviously, he's not Lou Williams in his Lou Williams prime, but uh, he's got potential there. Um, obviously, his three-point shooting can improve, and I think it did toward the end of the season. But he was around thirty percent from three. I would love to see that improve. Um, I don't know about you, but I mean, I think that he. Now, Lou Williams is, is you know, notable sixth-man kind of guy. I mean, I think Tyrese Maxey can certainly be a starter in the NBA.
1: Um, that's my take on him. Um, I definitely, uh, before I get into my thoughts, I definitely agree that he could be a starter in the NBA. It just depends on the team. Um, and, you know, he, again he Mori stole Tyrese Maxey at 21 last year. We shouldn't even we shouldn't even have Tyrese Maxey. He should have went long before the Sixers drafted. So he kind of just fell to us. Like we are we have been spoiled with Tyrese Maxey mm-hmm. in terms of what this kid's been able to do and how good he looks right now even for well going into his second year. But in terms of I mean, I'm going to have to go with a lot of what you said in terms of his career. I could see him being a really solid guy again maybe a starter maybe a sixth man on 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 certain teams whether he's you know on the sixers whether he's elsewhere all depends but he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a solid player um, good score he, he he can as you said he can get buckets um, I, somebody I forget where I saw him. maybe it on my account somebody someone compared him to Dwayne Wade and I was like let's not go that far right <sighs> now I don't Let's not go there. I thought to myself, what am I missing here to be totally disagreeing with this claim? Um, mm-hmm. But I could see... Yeah, that's an interesting Yeah, one. definitely. But I could see Tyrese Maxey, in terms of player, Hmm, player comp, I mean, that's tough, you know? And some of these guys are going to be a little bit easier than others in terms of player comps. Mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey, I mean, who's like a gritty guard tight player, I mean, maybe like a like a tough guard. I mean, maybe Kyle Lowry without the without the shooting ability because I don't know how much better Tyrese without the body true. weight. <laughs> with I don't know how much better Maxie will get as a shooter. Obviously, he has time to improve, right. and that's where I would like to see him improve a lot and his defense. Um, I don't know if he's gonna be the shooter that Lowry, uh, Lowry will be. But maybe just the toughness and the build, because they're both kind of smaller guards, but they're they're tougher, I feel like they can get to their spots. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go Kyle Lowry, for the sake of, like I said, body okay. type and abilities on the offensive end. But aside for shooting. Right. Right. Yeah,
0: I, I think yeah. so too. I think even, I just thought of one. An uh, older guy, retired now, who just in terms of his speed in his younger days is Tony Parker. Okay,
1: okay, you know um, what? Yeah, just just I like how that. quick he is. Yeah, I like you that. Know?
0: Um, yeah, that could be one too. What do you think would be Maxis you know, however you want to define ceiling? Whether like his best season he averages fill in the blank, or his ceiling is. 17-time All-Star? Like, what is his ceiling that you would say right now after year one?
1: See, that's the thing. It's That's going to be a really hard conclusion it to come tough. to because, I mean, I could see him being a multi-time All-Star, but I could also just see him being a very, very good role player and a very good starting point guard, just not All-Star caliber enough. It, it's all going to depend on his development and his situation because... He, I mean he's talented but depending on where he's at you know there's gonna be there's yeah. always gonna be more talented guys than him and I don't know it's right now i mean I would just i would just take the safe road and say he's gonna be a very solid starting point guard
0: okay okay yeah I think uh it is it is very difficult it is very tough so if I were to toss out a number, Tyrese Maxey's best statistical season scoring, he averages eighteen. Would you say over or under?
1: I, I mean, I, I would say eighteen, but I don't think, I don't think, I wouldn't say much over. So I'll just go the under, but I'll say maybe close enough to eighteen. Mm-hmm where it's not quite 18, maybe, like, 17 and a half, I could see it. Right. I could definitely okay. see it.
0: Yeah, I definitely could, too. Just yeah. curious what you would think on that one because, I mean, you never know. He's so young. Right. I mean, you never know. He he right. could be a guy that, that, you know, a couple years averages 20. Like, we just don't know. And, again, it, it even as you noted, it depends a lot for a guy like that on the situation he's in. Tyrese Maxey can absolutely average 20 oh, yeah. on a non-contending team where he is the second option, third option. But if he um, continues to stay in a place like Philly, where there's you know tons and tons of options, um, you know he's not going to. So it really just depends on how he sees uh, career playing out and with the team around him, that kind of thing. So <clears throat> yeah, I, de- I you know he's got to improve from 3 he he's got to yeah. improve defensively. I think Tyrese too, like. Um, a lot of what he did well this year was in flashes if that makes sense like he would have these spurts where you're just like this guy's amazing Um, you know and then it would have segments where that wasn't the case I guess not that he was just awful I can't recall looking at games saying Tyree sucked Um, not like multiple times in a row but like I think consistency for him Um, and I think that'll come as as he develops and grows and matures and um you know, gets three, four, five years under his belt. He's just gonna, he's gonna mature. He's gonna get better. He's gonna be consistent. That's what good players do, and I think he's committed to that. So, um, excited to see what Tyrese is gonna do wherever that might be. Hopefully in Philly.
1: Hopefully, fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> Who's next?
1: So next we got Shake Milton, <laughs> and this is what this is gonna be one of the easier ones for All me. Right, take it away. Uh, That's your boy. This is gonna be one of the. Yes, definitely. This is going to be one of the easier ones for me because um, a lot of people have made the comparison already, and I'm just going to piggyback off of that mostly. But I can see Shake Millen becoming like a Lou Williams-type guy, just a straight – just a guy, just a go-to scorer, sixth man, seventh man off the bench when you need a bucket. We've seen it happen. He, he's He's played this role very well. He just needs to be more consistent. But he's still pretty young, only 24, and I could see him definitely mm-hmm. developing into that sort of role. And he's gotten a little better defensively since entering the league. So I think I'll be like a, a, a bigger Lou Williams who's also not bad on defense. Maybe not as... Maybe not as... What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe not as... like Maybe not with the longevity that Lou Williams has had. But I could definitely okay. see him becoming that, that sort of go-to bucket getter kind of guy.
0: Yes. Yes, 100%. Because, and again, like you said, he's just a bigger version of that. Um, because he can score. He can really score from anywhere. Um, not that he's, you know, tremendous everywhere. He's good. But, for him. I mean, you're not surprised if he knocks down a mid range. You're not surprised right. if he gets to the rim. You're not surprised if he gets a floater. You're not surprised if he knocks it down from three. Um, so he's and he's crafty. Lou Williams is very crafty as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I think Sheikh Milton, I think his ceiling, best, best, best case scenario. Um, I'm Not saying that he can't be a starter. I mean, the Sixers even tried that, and they're a good team. But I think, like, the best kind of career thing, like, you know, you say this guy won a Sixth Man of the Year award, something like that. Um, yeah. Would be pretty cool. And I
1: think, I think his floor... Best I think his case scenario. I think his worst case scenario his floor might be now how he is now and that's not to say that he's great right now he's very good um, but if he doesn't improve at all I think this could be the worst that he will be which you know he didn't have a great season but he definitely had flashes of of great play of of great production and. As you said, you know, and we all said, but I think somewhere, somewhere between here and a Lou Williams type player is where I would would put Shake Milton right now, at least.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fair. No, that's a good point. I think, I mean, Shake, um, again, if he's as good as he's gonna get, he's gonna be in the league. That that's what we need to know. This isn't a trial thing anymore. Um, for a late, you know, second round draft pick who's only twenty four years old, I mean, he's established himself as part of the NBA. So many late second round draft picks, you know, don't pan out, and he has. Um, and so it's really, really cool to see. Uh, he'll, he'll be around the league for a while. I mean, you got to see it that way. So um, yeah, that's good. That's good on Shake. I like it. What about improvements for him?
1: So improvement. One, one big improvement is pretty glaring. He just needs to be more consistent as an offensive player. Because as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, he had a couple games where he was dropping 25, 27 points. And that's something that if we had all season, the Sixers would have won a lot more games, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, So the, right. definitely in that area because we know like, he can do this it just needs to become at a more mm-hmm. consistent level and a more reliable in a more reliable way too.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I don't remember, I mean, you might how many games we were into the season when Shake was a part of that 6th mm-hmm. man of the year conversation like oh, yeah. he was actually a part of it. I don't know how deep we were into the season, but you know, that just proves your point. Definitely, he can do it. Definitely. Yeah. He can do it. Um, this guy's been around a little longer but he's only 24 years old Furcon Korkmaz mm-hmm. um, so we're doing like 24 and younger basically on the mm-hmm. current Sixers team Furkan Korkmaz um, I don't this is one where I saw a comparison online and I kind of like it actually and the comparison online from when Furkan was drafted Is Gordon Hayward.
1: Hmm. Mm. I don't know if you believe that.
0: What do you think about that?
1: Let me think for a second.
0: Fir Furcon's more of a three point, you know, specialist on the Sixers. Um obviously more so than Gordon Hayward. But it's not terrible.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if that's a great comparison only because I just feel like Gordon Hayward is, a, is currently... And again, I'm not saying Fur couldn't get here, but I don't see it happening. Gordon Hayward is currently a much more complete player than Furcon is and probably will be. Um, mostly because, like, I don't know. I feel like if... I mean, I, I don't know. If, if, if Furcon becomes that guy... I mean, which I don't I just don't know. I don't see it. I don't I don't see the Gordon Hayward comparison. Hayward is a much more complete player in my opinion. And I feel like Ferk is just going to end up as more of a shooter as opposed to a, a complete uh, a uh, complete overall offensive player. And I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. because I mean, did you did you yeah. did you like and see any reasons for that comparison or
0: um, well, this was yeah, this okay. was years ago. I forget what they what they said exactly. I mean, I was assuming that Furcon, like you know, overseas, was more of a ball dominant kind of player, um, just like anybody that before they come to the NBA. And so, you know, meaning that you know he's getting into the lane by himself. He's a little crafty, and he's shown flashes of that at times. But it's just not. You're right. I mean, it's not um, that level where you say. You know, he's like a three-level kind of scorer or whatever. Um, I mean... Yeah. You know, body type similar, position similar, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was interesting. And, I, you know, I guess it's not bad coming out of... I could... Obviously, four or five years later, you're not saying on Korkmaz. But back then, mm-hmm. maybe just the type of player he was. And we've seen him transition to now more of, a again, a
1: three-point specialist. I would say... In terms of his ceiling and a player comp, I could see him becoming sort of a Marco Bellinelli type, but just a little bit better defensively and a little bit better as a ball handler because Marco Bellinelli was, for the most part, he was a straight shooter. Um, And Furkan is that, obviously not to that level, not as prolific yet, but I could see that being his ceiling but just being slightly better defensively because of him being taller and a little bit longer than Bellinelli and not, and having nothing to do with the fact that they're both, from, yep. you know, yeah, no, that's a good just, one. Just for the simple fact of them being good shooters. That's all. <laughs> right.
0: That's a good one. That's a good one. And we've obviously seen Bellinelli play a lot and um, I'm sure they've ran similar plays together on the Sixers and got the same mm-hmm. result coming off screens for three and that kind of thing. So, I think that's a good one, and I agree. I think Furcon, you know, he's he's definitely got a little more handle. I'm not saying Furcon's an excellent ball handler, but um, you'll see him occasionally put him on the floor, put it on the floor, and get a bucket. Uh, so I think that's a good ceiling for him. And I also think that in terms of Marco Bellinelli, one thing that I think of is longevity. Right, and if you're um, a shooter if in the league, have a lengthy career like
1: that. Exactly. That's huge. If you're a shooter in this league, you're going to be playing for. Look at Kyle Korver. Look at a. Uh... Look at um PJ Tucker, I mean, look at uh who else, mm-hmm. <clears throat> JJ Redick even, I mean Redick. these guys have been playing yeah. for de- for a decade almost probably more. So if you're a shooter in this league, you will be playing for a long time because you are people want you yep. and people need your services on their on their team. Yep,
0: yep, and 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 Furcon's even a little more unique than some of those guards obviously because of his size um so it's pretty cool i mean i think i think i mean i like ferk um i'm glad we kept him here um would love to see him improve defensively of course and even just um just to knock down threes even at a higher rate i I think he can improve like i think he can really it'd be nice if he just became an absolute sniper for us that would be huge definitely Who's next, man? We're doing. We're rolling through these. I like um, it. Though.
1: it looks like we we can roll with uh, Thiebel next. We're gonna roll with Thiebel next.
0: Yes, Matisse. All right, you start. I've got a good player comp for him.
1: Sweet. All right, so Matisse Thiebel. Player comp. That's what I will say is he could be just a fantastic three D player. Um, He already has the defense, obviously. I don't even have to speak much more on that. But even as an offensive player, he's gotten slightly better since entering the league. I don't know how much better he'll get offensively. But the more more he improves on offense, the better for his career. Because where he's at right now, I think, is his floor. He's already an all-defensive level player. That's his floor. He can be better on defense. A little bit. But he could be even he could be light years better offensively. So I think right now is his floor. I think his ceiling is probably a defensive player of the year level player slash three and D That's guy. Good. Maybe maybe an all star appearance. Maybe, I don't know. It might be a stretch, but maybe. <laughs> maybe.
0: Maybe. It, again, it, it depends on that offense. And that's something you've been preaching all summer. So this is not this is not breaking news uh, to me or anyone that keeps up with your page. I mean, Matisse, well, if he improves offensively, that is going to just do wonders for his career. Um, we've talked about it. I mean, he finally got recognition just for how elite he is defensively this year. But um, think about, you know, Again, Matisse, that was not going to be an all-star averaging five points a game, six points a game. Like, you know, if Matisse wants to be an all-star, you know, and be a starter in this league, you said if he improves his offensive game, he is a starter. And I completely agree with you. Um, and he, he has improved a little bit. Um, he's a lot more. I think this year showed me a little bit more of that. He's a lot more. athletic oh, yeah. Can people give him credit. I mean, he can he can get up a little bit like he's got some bounce. Uh, he's got the long arms. I mean, he's he's no slouch. His his ball handling isn't there. Um, but he did make a jump in his three-point percentage from rookie year to his second year from 30 to 35%. That is not insignificant in my opinion. I mean, that's big. And if that continues to go up, I'm not saying he's going to jump another 5% and hit 40%. Because if he does, then that's just going to be scary for every NBA team out there. Um, but that's very, very, oh, yeah. very good from um, oh, yeah. Matisse. So, I, you know, I, I agree. I think his ceiling is Defensive Player of the Year. Um, 3 and D, again, he continues to up that percentage. He's going to be known as one of the elite 3 and D players because he's already he's already got one down. And if he, you know, starts knocking down threes more regularly, he's got that in the bag. Um, as Sixers fans, we've often heard it um, that his player comparison would be Robert Covington. Uh, different body types, but um, Matisse is, in my opinion, a lot better of a defender already. I agree. Rocco was his—he did make the first team all-defense the one year, but, I mean, there were— Matisse is just so unique, I think, is what makes me say that. And he's doing stuff that you just don't see. Um which makes it easy for a guy like me to say that he's a better defender than Rocco. Um, another comparison I saw online, I wish I could take credit for this one, is that Matisse Thybul, his player comparison is Andre Iguodala without the playmaking.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know if... And I, I personally like that one. Just in the terms of, like, Iguodala's defensive ability, his his willingness to go and, and guard the opposing team best player um is he now he, Matisse is athletic he's not Andre Iguodala athletic in his prime but uh there there are some similarities there again Iguodala certainly a better playmaker uh you give him the ball and uh, he's gonna he can make a play especially back in the old days um we saw some of that in Philly but I kind of like that one myself Hmm. And frankly other than other than him I'm I'm I sh- Matisse is yeah. so unique it's hard to think of somebody because of what he does like the way that I mean he averaged a uh, 1.6 steals and over a block a game in 20 minutes. It's absolutely mind-blowing what he's able to do.
1: Definitely. <clears throat> um and I, I mean I guess the um Iggy Dog comparison is it's accurate in some ways and not too much in others that's that's what I'll say definitely definitely
0: yeah what ways would you say is is not outside of playmaking
1: well yeah I mean playmaking I mean I don't know if he'll get to that to the level offensively that Iguodala was in his prime. I don't know if Matisse will get there.
0: If he does, he's Um, an MVP. (laughs) I I
1: think, oh, yeah. (laughs) I think defensively, though, yeah, I think uh, the Mm. defensive aspect is definitely accurate. But then those two, the other two, not so much. Matisse is still,
0: again, I I think he's more unique of a defender than Andre Iguodala is. He's just... Mm. When he's on the court, I have a difficult time watching the play because I'm watching what he's going to do. You know, and and chances are he's going to make a play. Right, he's
1: just so active. He's everywhere.
0: All right, a couple more young guys. Uh, some of the ones these are going to be a little tougher. Haven't seen them as much. Um, haven't yeah, seen them definitely. as much at all on the Sixers. But uh, we'll start with Paul Reed. V Ball Paul. Um, I know you've been saying that you want to see him get some more playing time, get some more minutes, um, maybe split the backup role with Andre Drummond or um, what have you, whatever that can look like. So, one, why do you say that? You know, you obviously speak a little bit highly of of Paul Reed in that way. Obviously, part of you just wants to see him get a chance. And then, two, um, what we've been talking about, who – what's his ceiling and maybe even immediately – what's his role this year? What would you like to see and why?
1: I mean, all these questions are a lot more difficult than you think because, number one, I'll start with the first question. I mean, I just think Paul Reed is a very good player, and I think where he's at right now, he could definitely mm-hmm. contribute to this team. And, again, I just don't know where he'll play, though. Like, as much as I would want that, I'm not sure where he will fit because we have these roles Already more or less set in stone. Obviously, we have our um, three backup front court players on lock, it seems, with Georges Niang, Matisse Thibel, and Andre Drummond. So, is he gonna. I mean, where does Paul Reed fit? There is, is my question. And then I, I, I don't know who to compare him to. Yeah. So, I will say this one player for the sole reason. I'll say this one player for the sole reason. Of Paul Reed just being long and kind of wiry and kind of like quick with, with it and, and a little bit agile for being If you're saying the person year, I'm thinking eight, of I'll tell you, but if you're not I'm
0: not going to say who I'm thinking of
1: <laughs> Alright <laughs> Kevin Durant <laughs> That
0: was, never mind Not at all who I was I saying. just don't
1: I just don't know. I don't, I don't know who. Like, not even for the fact that <laughs> Kevin Rand is like seven feet tall. Just right, for that's the a fact wrap for Planet that they're both long, they're both wiry, they both uh, like sneaky athletic. <laughs> 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 Kevin Durant. I just don't know, man. I don't know. I that's I can not 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 for the fact that it's Kevin Rand. just for the fact that these like. They're, they're, like, kind of longer, wiry, like, sneaky, athletic, right? like, skinnier, kind of, like, wing guys, but can also play bigger. I don't know. That's a stretch, I know. <laughs> and I'm sorry to whoever's listening to this if you hate me now because because I said Paul that, I XKT. just don't know. He got it out the mud. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. <laughs> I, know, I, I, know, it I, I I know, I know. I explained it. I explained. Yeah, you're good. I don't I don't mean it for the fact of him becoming KD. I just Wow. Okay. Paul Reed. I
0: Okay, I will tell you who I thought of now just because um How How tall is Paul Reed?
1: 6-7, I think. 6-8. Okay. See the one?
0: And this is more center. Um Cause he's, I think six, nine is bam at a bio. Do I think Paul Reed is going to be bam out of bio? No, but just in terms of some of the stuff you were mentioning, even just, you know, he can guard. Hopefully we hope that he can guard multiple spots and things like that. Um, active, that kind of thing. Um, not as big, you know what I mean? I mean, bam is a bam solid. Um, but yeah, that, that's mine. That's mine. That's okay. a tough one. You want to get to a tougher one, Isaiah hmm. Joe?
1: They they're gonna. We have two left, and they're just gonna keep getting tougher. Isaiah so. Joe. <laughs> I mean, it, we haven't even really seen him play in the NBA, which sucks because, like, there's a lot you can draw from what you see, which is a straight shooter, sharpshooter who can also handle the ball a little bit that's what i see i don't know of a of a good player comp and his ceiling i mean role player just a very good three-point shooter bench player yeah that's that's what i would say a role a role player who is maybe like a furcon type can i even can i even make that comparison i don't know not the comparison but i (laughs) think the role
0: of like you know, getting yeah, roll. 12, roll. 13, 14 exactly. minutes a game, firing up four or five threes a game, and, and that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- for some reason, I'm th- this is off the dome right now. I did not write this down. The only person that comes to my mind, and I don't even know that they're that similar, but their body style or their body type, I mean, um, just because they're both so skinny, is Malik Monk. Um, Malik okay. Monk is can okay. probably, you can correct me if I'm wrong, If Murley Monk can probably put it on the deck a little bit more, but he's no slouch as a shooter. And uh, Isaiah Joe is supposed to bit. be a shooter, so.
1: Yeah. Okay. Whew,
0: that's tough. Mm-hmm. We're not getting paid enough for this. I can
1: get behind that.
0: Last one. The rookie out of Tennessee, Jaden Springer. Oh. <sighs> Where to begin? He's 18 years old.
1: This is the most difficult one. 18 years old. I just don't know.
0: So why don't we attack it like this? One, where the heck is he going to get minutes this year Give if the roster stays the same? And two, what should he do with those minutes? <laughs> what do you want to see?
1: You know... For the people complaining that the Sixers don't have depth and don't have talent mm-hmm. on the bench, literally watch, literally listen to this podcast. That's all you have to do because every single guy that we're talking about right now can be a contributor on a, yeah. on a team for, and get solid minutes and be good and produce and put up numbers. So the next time anybody says the Sixers aren't deep enough, <laughs> they're wrong. Listen to this podcast and you will be proven wrong anyway. Jaden Springer even worse than Paul Reed. I don't see a role for Springer unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the third, maybe as a third stringer unfortunately and as it has nothing to do with him again. Nothing to do with him as a player. It's just I don't know where he's going right. to get minutes. And I mean, and then transitioning to player comp and ceiling, I could see him I mean, from the very limited amount of of information I have about him and on him, I could just see him becoming a very solid two-way guy. Good scorer, good defender, nothing extravagant, solid bench player, Beca- only because of the limited knowledge I have about him right now because I'm not going to lie, and it's this is going to expose me a little bit, I haven't really done a lot of homework on Jaden yeah. Springer yet. I was ho- kind of relying on this season to do that. Maybe in the uh, G League if he plays. And then Summer League, obviously, but he didn't really play that much. Um, And then, you know, if he gets minutes in the regular season. But I just don't know. I just don't know.
0: Yeah, I think Jaden Springer. He's going to be another guy, like you said, is that's going to have a tough time getting minutes. No shot at him, but just the depth that is currently on this team. Um, You know, it's not that he's not going to play this year. It's just the fact that if everyone's healthy, everyone's you know in the lineup, everyone's good to go. We're hardly going to see him now. One good thing about depth is that no one plays all eighty-two games. Shake's gonna oh. miss games. Maxie's gonna miss games. You know he'll have chances now. Do I think that James Springer's gonna play so well with those minutes that Shake's gonna be left out when he's back and healthy? No, but I think he can do something with the opportunity, and hopefully we'll hopefully we'll see him play well and um, you know just know his role. I mean, obviously we both got to watch him just a little bit in the in the summer league and that kind of thing. Uh, I too don't know a ton about him. That's why yeah. player comparison is so difficult for him. Um, but, again, the ceiling that I would give him right now, like you did, is you know a solid role player. And um, who knows? Maybe we're both completely wrong. I hope we are. And I hope he works his way up to a starter somewhere. And uh, that would be pretty cool. And um, we'll see. But that's all we know on Jaden Springer. Um, but he's a guy, I think, with not necessarily pressure, but... Obviously, his opportunities are going to be limited, so he needs to do something with those opportunities that he's given. We'll just say it that way.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Anything else on any of these guys?
1: I mean, no, really. I mean, we have a couple. We still have about two weeks till training camp, till start training camp. So hopefully, that tells us a little bit more about these younger guys. Hopefully we see Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed in, in training camp. I'm pretty sure we will because technically they're both on the roster. Um, what guy that we've talked no, about he... has
0: the most to prove, would you say?
1: Uh, I would say shake. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Simply because of, of, of how inconsistent he was this past season. He needs to, he needs to turn that around very quickly.
0: Yep, tough to disagree with that one. Um, tough to disagree with that one. Mm, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of who would be next with a lot to prove. Maybe, maybe Furcon? Um,
1: maybe? Since they did give him a little bit of a right. big contract. Well, it was only like a million. It's only like an extra million, but. Maybe Ferk, yeah. But, you know, he's 24, and,
0: like, I mean, can you honestly say that he's improved drastically from, you know, two, three years ago?
1: Definitely not drastically, but slowly but surely is what I'll say because he has gotten a little bit better defensively, and like you mentioned earlier, as a ball handler, just a little bit. Not really enough. You have to really watch him to notice it, but... Not drastically, uh, mm-hmm. if 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 that's the word that. That's why Wayne I worded it that not way.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he certainly has made strides, right. but um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's one that, just given his style of play, he's got something to prove. Because if he ain't knocking down shots, uh, that's not good for him. That's not good for his minutes. That's not good for his right. future in the NBA. Right. Um, so he's a guy, you know, Tyrese Maxey can. Shoot twenty five percent from three and and be very good in the NBA. I mean not very good, but be good in the NBA. Todd uh, Furkan Korkmaz cannot. You know what I mean? So. Um, yep. True. Yeah. Wow. That was a lot. A lot talking about the young guys, man.
1: Yeah. Definitely. We could. We. I mean, we honestly could go longer, but I don't know if my phone is. My phone might crash, <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't. But we, I mean, especially a guy like Matisse or even, I mean, even even Tyrese Maxey, like there's a lot to break down Mm -hmm. with these guys and, you know, it's just, it's all going to come down to just situational as, as is the case with many and most young guys in the NBA. Mm -hmm. It's just situational, you know, minutes, environment, all that stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see uh, some of what we talked about in these young guys and and see what happens this year training camp is coming up soon today is september 10th we're recording and uh the nba will be here before you know it we'll see if all these guys are still on the sixers when that happens i'm excited too it's gonna be a fun year don't know what that means but it's gonna be fun so um if that's it then that means that's a wrap here on planet 76 this was episode what Jeez, episode 16
1: Wow, we are flying. That's right.
0: Episode 16, we are a weekly podcast, in case you're new to the show. Uh, We drop episodes every single week, uh, one a week, 30, 40 minutes, um, talking everything Sixers. So be sure to tune in, be sure to mash that like button on YouTube or subscribe button or whatever, wherever you listen to it. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your family, tell some Sixers fans, I don't know, send it to your aunt if she's... Send if it to your
1: relatives, your friends, your neighbors. Show your dog if you'd like as well. Maybe he'll be interested.
0: Maybe. Hey, I mean, if a viewer is a viewer for us, that's that's all that matters, man. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see you next time on Planet Seventy Six. Again, my name is Troy. Got Michael here with me too, and um, yeah, we'll see you next time. just listened to an episode of the planet 76 podcast hey we appreciate you joining us for this episode whatever platform you're on why don't you hit that subscribe button for us and we'll see you next time